Welcome to the Andy Noise Experience Podcast, Endurance Noise and Random Musings. It's Thursday, January 15th, 2021. You know, it's 3.25 in the morning. Of course, I don't feel so bad after doing the last podcast about how humans may not have slept throughout the night, throughout history, until just recently. Speaking of sleep, Brad Stuhlberg, who I follow on Twitter, says, During your sleep, you get physically stronger, process and store information in your brain, and renew your willpower. And, of course, he says, sleep is the best performance answer there is. But one of the things he says here that I don't think is as important, it's more how much sleep you get out throughout the day, the 24 hours. It says, if you're worried about optimizing your health, well-being, or performance, but you are not sleeping seven to nine hours per night, start there. And like I was saying in the previous podcast, um, I think it's more you get seven or nine hours per the day. And I kind of do. I mean, I sleep for four hours, up for an hour or two, sleep another couple hours, get up, train, and then I have my afternoon nap, so I'm probably getting six, seven hours a night, and my Fitbit's been showing that. In fact, ever since my congestive heart failure <clears throat> hospitalization, I'm on some meds now, and my sleep score, according to Fitbit, which used to be high 70s, maybe 80, now it's usually in the 80s or sometimes even 90, so pretty good. I'm pretty happy about that. So, you know, obviously sleep is a genetic thing. Molly Mersham um, posted just the other day, there's an article on Outside Magazine, via sweet science sweat science it says talent and trainability are undoubtedly written in our genes but in ways that are endlessly in nuance and unfathomably complex success and failure only looked predetermined in hindsight and that's definitely true <clears throat> if you listen to this podcast i talk about lots of studies and usually always at the end of the studies it says well we had a small few sample size and people were different but here are some takes on that kind of stuff. And um, especially, like, right here's an article, Outside Magazine. The trickiest part of strength training for most endurance athletes is getting started. There are plenty of good reasons to do it, but there's an important wrinkle that doesn't get much attention. When should you stop? And when to stop strength training before a big race. Correctly timing all elements of your taper can give you an extra edge on race day. And basically, at the end of the article, if you scroll through it all, I'll probably put it in the show notes, it says... There's simply not enough data here to draw conclusions, like almost all these articles say. But there are some hints in previous studies that are that there might be an overshoot effect that supercharges your fast twitch muscles fibers a week or two after you stop your strength training. That's fodder for a future reference, but even without an overshoot effect, these results add support to the idea that you can can and probably should taper your strength training at least a week before a big race. And that makes sense. I for years just put in miles and miles and kind of ignored that stuff. Tons of research kind of shows that as you get older, you need to lift and lift heavy weights or at least do some body work. And um, I listen to Joe Rogan. I used to listen to him all the time, but God, he's on Spotify now. And this podcast is on Spotify. Spotify's uh, podcast app is just terrible. Um, I just don't, I like using Overcast. Spotify keeps losing your place. Doesn't seem to be very intuitive. But anyways, uh, Joe Rogan had Pavel, this uh, Russian guy on who's like, brought kettlebell to america and if you listen to this podcast i've been doing kettlebell drills for almost a year now i do his simple sinister with the swings 100 swings 50 on each arm do it under five minutes move up and wait um, he said a normal man could do 35 pound bell well i ended up buying a 35 pound bell and i can barely carry it um, so i started with 10 pounds and now i'm already up to 30 pounds and i can do it 30 pounds under five minutes so the next step is to do the test with the 35-pound bell, and then I'll be a normal man. And I've been doing uh, variations of work with the kettlebells. 
along with body weight. And I found this excellent um, app that gives me kettlebell workouts. So three or four times a week, I get out there and I've been using the 30-pound bell. Um, so what I do is the one I'm using the swings on is usually five pounds heavier than the one I actually train with. And it's been working really well. And I could definitely find a difference of moving around a lot better and um, falling better, <laughs> which I need to learn how to do. So definitely strength training, but I definitely don't do strength training. A lot of times, you know, before a race, especially a big race, maybe a few days before it or a week even. And even if it's a small race, a lot of times I take Fridays off just because I don't want to be too beat up and sore. Um, speaking of racing, Rich Gonzalez, Prep Cal Track, says that breaking news with quick surging coronavirus outbreaks in Japan, the head of Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games organizing committee said a tough decision likely will be need to be made in either February or March. Whether this means curtailing spectators or worse remains to be seen. Um, yeah, it's going to be sad if uh, the Olympics gets delayed or postponed again. Um, we're going to do an article about you know the Olympics and how much these athletes are getting paid. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Olympics, um, recently with the insurrection at the Capitol, um, there was a gold medalist swimmer wearing the USA Team USA um uh, gear and uh, I believe he was in the Brazil Olympics and I think he got in trouble there even so um, this young lady Gwyn Berry who I guess is a thrower I just saw her someone retweet her on she said that you know it says does Team USA have any thoughts about former gold medalist swimmer wearing their gear as he participated in the deadly insurrection last week and uh, Ms. Berry Gwyn Berry says they should seeing as they had a problem with me wearing their gear to protest racial justice injustice so Definitely, uh, yep, that's kind of crazy. Um, some throwing news here locally, since we're on a kind of a throwing kick, even though it's endurance noise and random musings. Um, always been a fan of the uh, throwers way back since high school. You know, I used to hang out with throwers more than I did anybody else on the track team. And Stanford will welcome Garces Memorial defensive end Zach Bucky, 173-6 in the discus and prime for another breakout. The name sounds familiar. His dad, Jeff Bucky, also went to Stanford um, and for football and track and field. Is one of just six California preps to go 210 in high school in in the high school event and uh, discus. And I remember Jeff Bucky. He went to Bakersfield High, which the whole family went to. I didn't, but they're the Bakersfield High, and an amazing performer on and off the field. I believe he's a doctor, and it was interesting. I was used to do uh, eBay business a lot, so I had to go to the post office every day. And I remember standing in line one day, and I saw this guy, and he didn't look that big. And uh, he was in front of me, and he was in scrubs, <clears throat> doctor scrubs. And then when he's at the counter, I heard him say his name or someone talking to him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's uh, Jeff Bucky. But he definitely wasn't as big as his uh, football playing days. He definitely slimmed down, which I'm sure was a good thing. In fact, it's interesting uh, last year or so where so much news has been coming out about, you know, body image and weight and runners and, um, you know, Mary Kane and Alberta Salas are obsessing about their weight and things like that. And rightly so. <clears throat> there was so much, you know, about uh, women in sports and weight issues. But I think that one of the things that we don't talk about is men and boys and how coaches get on them about weight. Um, obviously, you'll lose weight in some sports like wrestling or running. But in football, we're asking these young men, young boys to gain weight and get huge. You know, putting, you know, nowadays, 
you know, back in the day, you know, like the Miami Dolphins, when they went undefeated in the 70s, their linemen were maybe 220, 230. And now we have high school teams where the entire line is 300 pounds. And I don't know if it's good for 16-year-old boys to weigh 300 pounds. And they're obviously, just like the girls in the sport, are getting a lot of pressure from their coaches and fellow athletes to put on weight, which is just as dangerous as gaining weight. Um, <clears throat> some other news, uh, mainly California news, but it's a big meet, which um, if you watch uh, the uh, great documentary on in, on YouTube about the uh, 2019 Nike Nationals, um, this the Clovis Cross Country Invitational scheduled for February 6th has been rescheduled. The new tentative date will be September, September, Saturday, March 6th into that meet before it's huge awesome meet i definitely need to go to it super weird that we're having cross country in the spring but you know everything's been weird with the whole covid stuff um <coughs> excuse me there um there was a great article in podium magazine saying one reason running is so satisfying is that its goals can easily and continually adjust as our skills improve we don't have to find a better opponent or higher mountain we can just scale our times to our new reality and that's not only if they improve, but also if you have a setback, you know, or you get older like myself. Um, I'm now more becoming more and more a walker and putting away the running part. And I've got goals and you always have different goals. I know famously when I've talked to the jester, he doesn't have a, he has plan A, B, and he goes all the way down to Z or even further. You know, he might have a goal of, you know, his goal often races is I want to run, you know, go for a world record, especially multi-day races. And then it's, you know, I want to get a PB and then it's uh, I want to win the race. And then it's this. Da, 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 da. So I like that article um, and this with some positive news with the um, track and field. Hopefully this happens. Jonathan Galt says Kenya will bid for the 2025 World Athletic Championship. It staged the world uh, 1800 in 2017 and is set to host the world under 20 the championships this summer and africa has never hosted track and field's biggest event and so hopefully in 2025 they will get to host it i remember that the world cup was held in south africa and that was a pretty amazing and they did a great job so it would be great to see kenya host the world athletic championships in 2025 so that is endurance news and random musings i'm your host Andy noise and as always stay healthy be boring not epic